Hey, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We believe that this message is going to empower you and encourage you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. We hope you enjoy. Because just like you, one day, I'll say five years ago, you can keep playing, okay? Nanessa, thank you so much. Just like you, one day, five years ago, I received a promise from God and God gave me a vision. God spoke to me in a conference just like this one just like this one and I know that if I did not trust and believe in God that only God alone would come would make the things that he promised to me come to pass and trust that even when I fail he would not fail I would not be right now experiencing and fulfilling the visions and the dreams that he has given to me and my concern with you today is that you go home or maybe you are here right now and you have received the promise from God and you came to this conference with not many expectations you're probably thinking you know I don't think God still wants I don't think God wants to use me still after all the things that I have done all the mistakes all the sins that I have committed I don't think God looks me the same way so you think, oh, God promised these things because I was doing, I was doing great. I was praying, I was reading my Bible, I, I was searching God, I was going to Sunday service every week, I was going to life group. You know, God spoke to me this vision today because I'm doing good things. But when I messed up, you know, maybe God would change his mind. Maybe God would change his, his dreams for me because, you know, I just, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that girl. I'm not, I'm not that, that amazing man and woman of God that I once was. And this is just showing that you rely on yourself and trust in yourself. And I'll tell you, the day that I stopped trusting myself was the day that God began to use me. Yes. And I want to tell you this tonight because some of you still trust in, your, in yourselves. And we told you, we want to remind you of God's dreams. We want to remind you of heaven. We want to bring your mind to the things higher, to the things of God. We want to, you to give up the things of this world and you start looking for heaven and crying out for God because he has good things for you but maybe you think that God will only give it to you because you're doing great because you're you know you're coming to this conference you know and now because you're here God will only speak to you here when you go home and you go back to the normal daily life and you fell and you fall again and you mess up and you say things that you shouldn't say and those thoughts came back to your mind again and you're saying no God I'm not that person that was at that conference, at that month, at that year of my life. I have changed. I have grown. I have learned so many things, God. I wish I was young again. I wish I had that mindset. But God, you know, I don't think you can use me anymore. And some of us, we, we think that the promise of God will only be fulfilled because we are good because we do good things because we speak well because we can preach because we have some skills that most people don't have so that's why God used me or maybe I don't I don't know how to do anything so that's why God cannot use me and you keep looking yourself and I want to encourage you from now on to stop looking to you and start looking to Jesus fix your eyes on Jesus just learn and believe that why are you looking to Jesus you're walking towards Jesus, you're fulfilling God's purpose. As, as soon as you stop looking to Jesus and start looking at yourself, you are no longer in God's purpose. God's purpose is that you shall look to Jesus and Jesus alone. Amen. So I want to tell you this because maybe, maybe you think that God will change his mind about you. Maybe you think that God already changed his mind about you. You know, like we spoke uh, yesterday, Marco said this. You know, the day they accepted Jesus was so powerful, was so amazing. But you know, 
you know, it's not like that anymore. And you think that maybe God changed. But I'll tell you, God never changed. It's your eyes. It's what you see. It's what you think that has changed. God never changed. His promise for you never changed. Amen. So close your eyes right now. Bow your heads. Let me pray for us tonight. And I pray, I'm praying for myself as well. Because I know that this message is for me. So God, I pray right now in Jesus' name. That we shall not rely on our performance in the things that we do, in our skills, in the knowledge that we have. But let us trust in you alone. Let us trust that you're not using us because we do good, because of our good works, because we're not, because we're not sinning, because we're not doing those mistakes, because we're not going back to that thing that we used to do. No, you're using us because you chose to use us, because you're gracious, because you love us. So I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that we may understand that the promise that you made to us was not between me and you, God. It was between you and Jesus. So I pray that we may understand that all your promises is not actually for us, but it's for Jesus in us. And Jesus will never fail. Jesus will never give up. So I pray in Jesus' name tonight, Father, that you may remind us of this, that you always come back, that you always come through with your promises, that you never give up on us, that you never forsake us, that your dreams will not die because we stop doing something. No, you, you, you keep dreaming, God. You keep having your purpose for us. You keep desiring that we may fulfill the purpose that you have given us. So I pray in Jesus' name that we may understand this tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Amen. So I'm going to read this with you. It's in Genesis 2:15. So now God just made man, and look what he's saying. The Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and, and keep it. Next verse. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree in the garden. So look, God is saying to us tonight, you can eat of everything every tree in the garden you know I have this for you you can do all things but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die so look right now God is coming to you and I want to, I need to tell you this because maybe you think that you want, you know, some people think that if I get baptized, that means that now, I, you know, it's, a, it's this commitment that, that there's no way, you know, if I do this and I mess up, God will get angry at me. And, and you think that, no, and some people think as soon as you join church, you know, if you try to get out, you know, you're going to be judged and things, bad things will happen. God will get angry at you. You know, when God is doing this right now to Adam, and he, and some people think, you know, why would God put them in the garden and make a tree that would make them fall into sin? That would make them maybe eat of this tree and now God is actually evil because why would he do that? You know, God doesn't love them. God told them, don't eat of this tree because it's bad for you. But why would he even place the tree there first of all? So maybe you're thinking this right now. Why did God place that tree in the garden? I want to tell you why. Because in the same way that I tell you that I love my wife, and I keep telling you that I love my wife. I love her so much. I care for her. You know, she's all I have. She's all I need. I love her. I love her. I love her. And then one day you ask me, but where is your wife? And I tell you, no, she's locked up inside of my house. Oh, but she has the key to come out. No, no, she doesn't have a key because she loves me too. So she wants to stay there. She doesn't want to come out. Why would she? She loves me. But th does she have a key? So if she wants to leave, would she be able to leave? 
No, she would never be able to leave. So one day she passed away and I come to you and say, you know what? My wife loved me so much because she never left my house. She's all, she was always there. She never left me. But then I tell you, because she was locked up, she had no option. So let me tell you something, that's not love. My wife never loved me. I never gave her the keys out of the garden. I never gave her the option to choose me. I gave her no choice but to obey what I was saying. So God is not evil. He's actually showing to you, I love you so much that I trust in you the keys out. I love you so much that even if you try to leave, I'm still coming for you. I love you so much that here's the proof. Look, I want you to also choose me. I don't want to be the only one choosing you. So God is saying to, 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 to Adam right now, look, I chose you. And I'm telling you, you can leave if you want to. But now I like the last verse that says, you shall surely die. And you know they didn't die. You know Adam and Eve didn't die after they sinned. They might have died spiritually to God. And that's what happened. We know this. But physically, they didn't die. So at the end of the day, God said something that, oh, you know, God is going to kill them. No, no God, God never desired to kill nobody. And God is actually saying, the only reason why you might misunderstand my promises now and the things that I'm saying is just because you chose to not look to me and you look, and you look to the thing that I told you, it was not good for you. So God, from the beginning, it warned them, look, I am what you need. Come to me and I will give you something much better than this tree. And some, sometimes I feel like some of us are like this. We always choose what we are not supposed to choose. And like what, I like what Marco said yesterday because it's so much easy, easier, right? Instead of reading my Bible, they invite me to a movie night. Instead of, of praying, going to worship night, they invited me to go out and, and eat something and just do nothing. Instead of choosing the things of God, sometimes it's very easy. And I, I'm talking about myself too, because I know it's easier to choose to play video games, to play FIFA, to, to, to do things that's just useless sometimes. I'm like, why am I doing this? And I'll tell you, don't allow yourself to just go on social media and doing these things just like mindlessly. You know, you don't even know, you're just scrolling up and down, you're wasting time. And when you see one hour, two hours, three hours, and you know the hours are passing, you say, wow, two hours, I should stop, but you keep doing it. And I feel like God is inviting us tonight to look to Him again. But I want to tell you, even though you might be doing this, God's promises never changed. His promises to us never changed. And the way that He proves this to us is in Genesis 3, 7 to 8, right after they sinned. So God, now Adam sinned against God. He ate the fruit. And look what it says. Then the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked. So the problem of, of, of this moment is that now they know that they are naked. They can see each other and they see problems. They see things that they didn't, they were not aware of before. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And I want to emphasize this because sometimes we try to do this too. You know, we do something that we shouldn't have done or maybe we're just trying to fix ourselves. Let me tell you something, you cannot fix yourself. There's nothing that you can do to fix the sins that you have committed. There's nothing that you can do to change your life. There's nothing that you can do to make you look better, your nakedness to go away. There's nothing that you can do. After they sin, they might have put some clothes on, you know, now I feel better, I can't see, but they'll take that out and they'll see themselves naked again. So the problem of sin didn't die, didn't go away, it was not destroyed because they had an easy fix. 
and let, and let me buy some super super glue for this for this for this for this for this problem you know, let me try to, 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 uh, to use this thing that I'm making up, that I'm using. You know, let me try to feel good with social media, with the life that I have. Let me try to lie to myself saying that this is actually something good for me. You know, sometimes we do this. We tell that, no, no, I'm actually doing something good. I'm, I'm, I'm right now on social media. I'm, I'm, right now, I'm right now investing on this thing. I'm right now pursuing this relationship because it is good for us. But at the end of the day, you realize that it's actually not good for you. You know, it's actually taking you away from God's purpose. And then you think, you know, God, I, I might have lost focus. And I, I, you know, after this conference, a few weeks later, a few months later, you might think, you know, those days were good. But now, I don't know, I, I can't see God anymore. And as we keep reading, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So you know what's happening right now. God was coming every single day. God came every single day before man sinned and made any mistakes. Man was perfect. Your relationship with God was perfect. God was coming every single day. And now right after sin, what happens? God comes again. God didn't stop coming. God didn't say, no, because now what you have done, my promise over for you. I'm going to go find someone else. No, 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 God is saying to you tonight, my promise is not over. What I have promised you didn't stop because of what you have done. Because I'm greater, I'm better. I'm still coming for you. I'm still coming for this relationship. I'm still coming because I love you. So to think that God came because we were doing good is the same to say that he came the day before because we did everything right. So to say that God stopped coming because we did something wrong, it's just like saying that he was coming because we did something right. But at the end of the day, God doesn't fulfill his promises because we are doing something right. He fulfills his promise because he's faithful. And he's, and he needs to understand this because you might misunderstand yourselves and you think, you know, God will still use me as far as I'm still praying reading, pursuing, coming to church service every single day. All these things you should do and they are really good because I'm, I'll tell you, if you don't do them, it's just like telling to me that you can live without eating and drinking. Your spiritual life won't go as far as you think they will. If you stop eating and drink for two months, I'll tell you, you die. So Bible, reading, listening to messages, being church, doing church is eating and drinking for me every single day. I got to eat from this, from this food. I got to eat from the word. I got to pray. I got to receive from God. I need that every single day. I need to remind myself that it is God's will. It is God, it's, it's what God is saying to me. It's not what I think. It's what God thinks. It's God's purpose, not my purpose, not my plans, God's plans. So, so I, I, I don't want you to think that this is not good. This is great. But God is not fulfilling his purpose and his promises towards you because you're doing this. He's doing this because he's good, he's faithful, and not to you, he's faithful to himself and to his promises. So on the cross, God revealed to us something and he says, look, I'm not promised, I'm not promised anything to, to you, Pastor Raph. No, no, I'm putting Jesus on the cross and now I'm putting Jesus between me and you guys. My promise is this. My promise are towards Jesus. So everything that I promise you, you're righteous not because of you. You're righteous because of Jesus. You're loved not because of you. You're loved because of Jesus. So you need to understand that all his promises are towards Jesus. Amen. So God, he, 
He never stayed because of our righteousness. And he's not leaving because of our unrighteousness. So God didn't come that day because we were doing great and we were righteous. Look at me. Look how much I pray, how much I read. No. He came because he's good, because he's faithful. And you need to understand that he will come back. Not because of you. Not because you're doing great, but he will come back because he's good, always good, and nothing but good. Amen. And now I, I will give you this illustration because I hope you understand. But I have a little baby. I have a children. I have my son. And, and, and when my son is happy and he's just walking around and he's fine and I see someone is taking care of him, I'm completely fine. I'm okay. I'm just like relaxed. Oh, my son is great. But as soon as he starts crying, as soon as, he's, as he gets hurt, as soon as I see that he needs to eat, man, I'm going after this kid. I'm going to go after him and I'm going to take care of him. Whatever is happening, whatever I'm doing, I will stop and I will go take care of my son. So maybe you feel like, oh, I got hurt, I sinned, I did something, I'm crying right now because uh, look at me, so many mistakes. You know, I, I think that God might be much more inclined to come to you right now that you need him than when you're doing fine because you know already he loves you. So maybe you're struggling with knowing God's love, with knowing that God is faithful, with knowing all these things. Let me tell you a secret. God is right now going crazy after you because he knows that you need him more than anything at this moment. And you need to understand this because when these moments come, when you feel like there's no hope, God is coming towards you. And he's saying, there is hope. I'm hope. Look at me. Look at me. I'm right here. I'm right here. And he's trying to remind you. He's trying to tell you. And he's always there. And I hope you understand this because he is always there. And now look what God says. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, look what God said to man right after man sinned. Where are you? And here's what you need to understand tonight. Is that when God comes, right after you sin, God is not asking you, look what you have done. God is not saying, Adam, how? Why did you do this? God is not accusing you saying, man, you messed up. Why did you eat up this fruit? No, no, no. God is saying, where are you, Adam? You know what that means? God is saying, I don't care what you have done. I care just for your presence right now. I want you close to me. God is saying to you, you know, Adam, you might have sinned, but that doesn't matter really because I want you with me. I want to know where you are. I care for you much more than what you have done. Yes. And this is what I want to tell you tonight because maybe, just maybe, you think, you know, God doesn't, I don't know, God might be angry. God might be mad at me right now. God might be trying to condemn me and accuse me. Look what I have done. And you run and you hide yourself and you are afraid and you think that God now will stop using you. You think that now God will not fulfill that promise. You know, look, God, I abandoned my, my tent, my camp. I, I you know, I, I picked everything up and now I'm going. But God, I fail. And now God is not going to fulfill his promise. But I left everything behind. There is no going back. But God, please. No, no, God is saying, keep going I'm still fulfilling my promise I know I know what you're going through right now you might be struggling you might be afraid but I am coming for you and I care for you and I know and I know what you're going through and you need to understand is that God completely hundred percent knows what you're going through right now because Jesus came to know everything that we would go through so look what happens on Genesis 3 10 and God said and Adam said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. I hid myself. So maybe your problem right now is just, I don't know, 
I don't know, your finances, your family, yourself, your sin, your addictions, your habits. And you're saying, God, I have, oh, look at this, God, I'm, it's so, it's so much. I can't, God, I can't come to your presence. I can't really open up my heart because my, I have this heart that's just hurt and it's all messed up. And I don't know, God, I, I'm, I'm naked. You know, can't you see that I'm naked? And I, I want to show you what God does in Genesis 3.21. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed, and clothed them. So right now, you need to understand this. At the very moment, the very moment, the very first moment that man sinned against God is the very first moment that God shows Christ Jesus to men. So you have just sin, the naked, the sin is the problem. I have the solution. I'm going to kill this animal and I'm going to bring Jesus into the equation. So now you're not naked anymore. Now you have, a G, you have Jesus Christ. So we might think, oh, well, ah, you know, God might get angry toward me. God might, you know, God might be, oh, I don't know, you know, his reaction. I, I don't know if I'm going to like his reaction. God's reaction is called Jesus Christ. So for all your problems, I want to tell you something. There is a solution. And the solution is always Jesus Christ. So what is the problem that you're struggling with? Oh, God, I cannot fulfill your purpose. I cannot give up this. There's no provision. You know, my sins, my mistakes. And God is saying to you, Jesus Christ. Jesus is sufficient. Jesus is all that you need every single day. Once we sin, we don't see God rushing into the garden, yelling, angry, and mad. He comes the same way as always, in the cool of the day, for the daily walk to encounter us. God doesn't change because we make mistakes. His promises don't change. He still comes to see you. His promises still stands. You know, maybe you're going to find these moments where you don't know if the promise of God is still real. And you know, to this conference, God maybe give you a vision. God maybe spoke to you about a purpose that he wants to use you for. I want to use you as a pastor, as a minister. I want you to gain children in this generation. I want you to change Africa. I want you to go be a missionary. I want you to, I want you to preach the gospel in your school. I want you to do all of these things. But then when you messed up, you just, I don't know, if maybe God changed his mind. Now I want you to stand up, and I'm going to read this verse with you. Numbers 23, 19. It says, God is not man that he should lie, or son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill so I want you to take this home with you tonight. God is not man that he should lie or son of man that he should change his mind. So it doesn't matter what you do, God will never lie and will never change his mind. God, but I have sinned. God will never change his mind. You might change your perspective, but he's not changing his plans. You might, you might be looking at something else, but he's not changing the words that he spoke. God is not going back in his promises. And this is what I want, to, I want to encourage you tonight, just to realize that his promises will be fulfilled because the word of God said so. 
because the Lord himself spoke because he made a promise with Jesus Christ he made a promise towards Jesus and he placed you in that promise so it doesn't matter what you do God cannot see you no longer he only sees one person and that person is Jesus yes. amen